Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you here. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you? Glad I'm to have you back. Fine. Good, good, good <laughs> to be back, and uh, I hope at least one person missed me. <laughs> well, everyone was talking. <laughs> no, but very good. Uh, the problem still exists. I thought maybe a day off, all the problems would go away, and we wouldn't have anything to talk about. But nope, nope they're still there. Some are more of the same duplication or at least follow-up on some of the other things that we've talked about which uh, is frequently the case but uh, it's a, it's a sh sure is a mess and right now uh, we've talked about Loughton County before yeah, <laughs> yeah. What a mess. and uh, here I think uh, you know where that county is yeah, it's a beautiful <laughs> place <laughs> so uh, but there's more news in there it's a re really sad sick news about what's going on and uh, there, there was a case up there, and the parents now want Loughton County School Board to uh, quit after it, they were caught covering up a rape case. Yeah. But the rape case isn't old, old-fashioned uh, boy molest girl yeah. and this sort of thing. It's, it's much more confused. The uh, the victim, of course, was was the was the boy that. Uh, Call, no, the girl that calls himself a boy or whoever what he was the victim so uh, they needed they need to protect him and uh, that's why they said they had to they wouldn't use the word cover-up but that's what they did because he was accused of raping uh, a person earlier on yeah and uh, and that uh, you know had stirred up some fireworks but uh, the whole thing is is it, this isn't over yet this, this is going to go on but, uh, and, and you know this story pretty well, you know, this boy got caught, he, he was charged with a crime, and the school board had to do something, so they got him removed and put him in another school, and he did it again! Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, uh, but they're really into this wild left-wing uh, stuff where nobody knows who are the boys and who are the girls, and, and, and uh, so, so, so anti- uh, establishment or anti-common sense common is sense, yeah. yes it's common sense that they lack but anyway it's back in the news again uh, and I guess it will be followed up uh, but there's always a, there always is a real victim in here and of course a, a girl that uh, has been uh, raped uh, is obviously a victim and yeah. obviously if this occurred and uh, so this is this is something that uh, I will we'll keep an eye on and find out how it resolves. But you know there are hard times when, when there's enough people yeah. get roused up about it, the school board will quit. Yeah, so maybe maybe they need a few more people in Loudoun County to wake up and say this is not what school is supposed to be about. And uh, why don't we just get a new crop of uh, uh, people who are supposed to be helping, not hurting? Yeah, it's amazing what's going on there. And this is just one of, of more chapters. And I know some, some people who are teachers there, and they say it's even worse than you think. But thanks to the Daily Wire, which did some great investigative reporting, you won't see the mainstream media touching this with a 10-foot pole. Although, to her credit, Laura Ingram had the father on her show last night, I believe. So the rundown is... Um, Back in June, the father went to a school board meeting. He was upset because his daughter, okay, first of all, the school board adopted new gender fluid rules. So that means you can go whatever bathroom you want, whether depending on how you feel that day. So a boy went in in a dress in the bathroom, according to the complaint by uh, the, the, the girl and the father. The boy in a dress went into the bathroom. The boy shoved the girl into a stall where he 
con uh, you know, continued to, to, to rape her. And uh, so basically they complained about it and the school did nothing, the school board did nothing because as you say, that's a protected class. They moved the kid to another school. It turns out he did the same thing again. So the kid is obviously psycho, no question about it. The father went to the school board and said, why are you covering this up? He went to a school board, I mean, why are you covering this up? Why aren't you protecting our kids like you're supposed to? And then, well, we'll see what happened next. Let's look at that first video. Let's look at that first 20 seconds. Here's how the school board responded to a parent concerned about his child being raped at school by a boy in a dress. And this was back on uh, June 22nd. He was arrested. He was charged with uh, with resisting arrest and uh, uh, I forget the other uh, disorderly conduct. Sentenced to 10 days in jail. Of course, he's a local plumber. He's not one of the elites, so of course there was no mercy. And he was <coughs> made the poster boy over the summer for the, all of this thing we talked about it last week. That parents going to school board meetings and complaining about these things are domestic terrorists. They used him as an example horrible racist homophobe it turns out now thanks to this investigative reporting there's a lot more to the story than meets the eye you know when we, we first talked started talking about this and the, the use of the word terrorist was after 9-11 and I know we were concerned back then of the definition of terrorism because uh, you, you know de describing a terrorist without knowing what a terrorist attack is you know it was vague enough that all you have to do is apply the label and b believe me they have really done this over the years but here it is now what 20 some years later and they're still using this as uh, as terrorism but if you look at this film you think well the terrorists are the ones who are mulling over this guy because all he wanted to do was try to protect his child yeah. from about like some insane policies but uh nevertheless uh they're still they're still perpetuating the same old stuff and uh and he's he's now seen hopefully not by everybody i hope i hope it reverses because uh, they want him to look like uh he he was protecting the right person or yeah. the wrong person yeah. he's supposed to protect the victim then the yeah. victim is the person that got caught Political raping victim. somebody yeah, yeah yeah exactly well let's look at this next clip because this is a it's a good tweet because it points out uh, this is um, uh, addressed to Buta Biberai, and she's a Commonwealth attorney for Virginia, and she's the one that decided that Scott Smith, the plumber, needed jail time and anger management classes because responding to his ninth grade daughter being raped in a school bathroom by a boy. And the person who posted this, Corey Capadia, said, Buta, you're a disgrace. And I would say that's true. There is a real cancer out there that really needs some serious excision from the authorities from the top all the way down. You know, it, it still, for me, goes back to this whole idea of can you know what truth is? And we're working with a bunch of people that not only do they not know what it is, they don't want to know. Yeah. And therefore, they can uh, just grab any position that they want. So bad guys uh, 
uh, you know, the worst kind of people in the world, they can be made into heroes. And uh, if the goal is chaos in the streets in our schools, they're doing a very, very good job. But there is now a, an awakening of more people and parents, and they should wake up. They should, they're way too complacent to not, uh, not say something when the, the, these things are happening. What if they just decide to measure it by what kind of an education are they getting? Yeah, How can they yeah. get an education, uh, you, you know, in the midst of all this kind of social radicalism that uh, nobody quite understands? Yeah. Well, let's look at the next clip just because it's sort of shocking. This is the father being arrested. It's, uh, I mean, he's obviously he's bloodied. Let's look at that next picture. Here he is, he's being arrested by the police. His mouth is bloodied. You know, this is a blue collar guy. This is a plumber. He owns a plumbing business. And it reminds me, the Republicans are, are awful too, no question about it. But you know, this is the kind of person uh, that my grandparents' Democratic Party, they would view them as the, the, the goal, as the, the people they really protected. Yeah. The union guys, the blue collar. But this kind of guy, you can bet, that the current Democrats, the current people who call them, despise someone like that. He's probably a Trump supporter and he deserves to be beaten up. Yeah. And if you read Twitter, it's full of it. People think it's great that he was beaten up. He's, a, he's, the, uh, he's the nemesis, you yeah. know, and yeah. no, that is a, a real pity. Yeah. So. Well, let's move on to happier times. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's happy and sad. And I just, let's put up this first picture because I thought it's such a nice, such a nice photo. What a great he he heroic girl this is. This is Grace Smith. She's a hero. Uh, she and this, our friend Catherine O'Neill posted this on Twitter. 16-year-old uh, Wyoming student arrested, arrested for not wearing a mask at school. When she showed up without a mask, you could hear it over the loudspeaker. We don't have the clip, but it's easy to find. They had a panic attack, Dr. Paul. They said, everyone stay in your classroom. We're on lockdown. We're on lockdown because a 16-year-old girl shows up without a mask on. Let's look at the next picture. This should be burned into the brains of all Americans. First of all, the courage to stand up for what she believes in, and second of all, what they would do to a 16-year-old child for standing up for her rights. She's got a $1,000 fine that she faces, and she has now been arrested. Sick. You know. I we have, and I've known a lot of people, I've known representatives, both good and bad, from Wyoming, but uh, there's a lot of really, really sound libertarian-leaning people that live in Wyoming. And the yeah. only message I have for them is, wake up, folks. You're our friends. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, wh where are you? How could it have happened where where cultural Marxism has marched in and nobody's saying that much about it. You know, Wyoming. We, we, <laughs> yeah, in Wyoming, you, you need to do it. You need to save your reputation. You know, yeah, we, we know what they're going to do in some of, the, some of these states. You know, the, uh, California and New York and Massachusetts, these places, it, it's sort of to be expected, but not in Wyoming. So I beg you people <laughs> in Wyoming, send for some help, send for some people to come in and help you out. But you've been overtaken by cultural Marxism. That's what this is all about. Yeah. They figure if they can cause chaos in your schools and in your streets in Wyoming, they have a free ride any place. So the, and, and sometimes we find resistance in places we didn't expect. A larger number of people show up to town hall meetings and uh, school boards were forced to close, you know, retire yeah. right away. But no, somebody needs to defend this girl. And, yeah. and it isn't going to be a court case that drags out for the next three years. That's yeah. not, you can practice that and do it and make some points. 
But what you need to do is you need a bunch of people willing to stand up and say, look, we resent this, we don't like it, and our elected officials, you better do something about it or we're going to replace you. Yes. But uh, it, it just push this aside and let her stand out there alone with handcuffs on and say, well, it's too bad. I feel sorry for her. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, I think there's another answer, and that is people have to understand the issues, understand what's going on. It's not just one little mistake. This is a big mistake. This is, this is the participation in the movement of cultural Marxism, and it's even hitting a place like Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and every once in a while, it posts... It, it uh, pokes out its nose here in Texas, yeah. and we do our best to try to stop it. Put but it it, <laughs> all of us have to be uh, alert to what's going on. Yeah, and it's, you know, for all of the parents who are dutifully putting masks on their kids and restricting their oxygen flow, uh, they're cowards. And it takes a 16-year-old girl to show the country what courage <laughs> really looks like. And let's look at this next picture, and then we'll go to a quote. This is her standing arrested. It's similar to the previous one. If you can put that next picture up. <laughs> Uh, here she is, arrested and removed from school in handcuffs. But here's from the Yahoo article about it. Let's do the next one because it's a great quote, Dr. Paul. This is a profile in Courage. She says, it makes me angry. It makes me feel unwanted by the school system. It makes me stressed out that I have to fight this battle as a 16-year-old. Right now, I think I should be playing sports and having fun. And instead, I'm fighting for the rights that were supposed to be won hundreds of years ago. Great stuff. Boy, that, that is, and I, we just hope a lot of people see that and, and wake up to the fact, is it going to take a 16-year-old to wake them up? Well, maybe so. Maybe so. May, maybe so, uh, because the others have been brainwashed into this, because they've been exposed to, you know, we've seen some uh, politicians coming out of Wyoming, and we'd be shocked, too, if you look at all their beliefs. Yeah, Liz so, Cheney. <laughs> yeah. Well, the good news to finally to finish this segment out is that somebody started a fund to help pay her legal expenses, and they've raised many thousands of dollars, I think in the tens of thousands. And she, being a, the good person that she obviously is, she says she's going to use that money to help other students in the state who are facing the same problem. So it's not going to be a money grab for her. She's going to use that to help others. No, no, I think that is great. And I think pursuing, like I said a minute ago, you should pursue it legally. But she yes. also had to realize that the number of people are very important yes. to come out in support of her. Sometimes there needs to be civil <coughs> disobedience. Well, the, the, the next story we're going to cover is more like an update because we covered it a little bit yesterday and we've been watching it closely. And this is Governor Abbott's um, executive order prohibiting vaccine <coughs> mandates in the state of Texas. And as he said, he's following it up with legislation to go through the Texas legislature so that it will be codified in law as it should be. <coughs> Um, but it's interesting, there are a couple of big companies here, uh, namely Southwest Airlines and American Airlines. They have both now come out and said, we are not going to follow the executive order of Governor Abbott. Instead, we're going to follow the order or something of Joe Biden. Uh, and the fact, and I mentioned it yesterday, Dr. Paul, on the show, there has been no Biden executive order. There has been no OSHA guidelines. There is literally nothing. It's just thin air. Someone even quipped on Twitter, maybe the Southwest CEO should hire a better legal team because there is nothing that he's following. To me, it sounds a little bit like he's just being a coward. Yeah, you know, it, what, what, it, what is a shame here is uh, the principle they're following is such an evil principle. And it is that they've been enticed to take benefits and contracts from the government 
and that's just the opening of the door. But you'd think that would be on the margin, but evidently it's a big hunk of change. And therefore, you know, they, they say they've been, and they even, I think, admitted it. That, that Biden, uh, that, uh, you know, uh, Abbott doesn't understand, yeah. you know, this is a big deal for us because we get a lot of money for, for this and getting the contract. But that's, that's the tool that they use, whether they're, they're the fascists or socialists or communists, they get you, you, you know, sucked in to dependence on them, whether it's food stamps or big bonuses for big companies. And uh, boy, once you get in there and mix it up, you know, this whole mixture of corporatism, the corporations in bed with the government uh, it, it is so dangerous because it never on its own just backs up and improves. They don't, it's not likely that you can see this reverse and go in the other direction. You're gonna see occasionally a company stand up to it and say, yeah. I'm gonna do it on my own. But that, that to me is a, a real tragedy that they're, they're willing to, to do this and go along with it because uh, it would hurt the bottom line. Well, I do think that that CEO is, CEO is probably going to be getting an earful and I think he should be getting an earful. I've flown exclusively on Southwest for years. I can't remember flying on another carrier. I'll be happy to pay more if I can find an airline that's not going to force its employees to take medical treatments that they don't want. And hopefully other people will do that and will tell Southwest because the bottom line at the end of the day is what counts. But here are a couple of other tidbits around this, Dr. Paul. And the first is uh, another bit of weaseling from the CEO because he also said, we're gonna follow Biden's uh, executive order but he said we're not going to fire anyone over it so it makes him look like oh he's a good guy well that doesn't work it's either one or the other so what we've heard what we've seen that they're going to do is suspend them without pay so if you're a pilot and you say I don't want to get a shot they, well we're not going to fire you but you're suspended without pay and you lose all your health benefits yeah. so basically he's telling his employees I will starve you to death unless you do what I say take a medical treatment that I said. That has to be close to the definition of blackmail. Yeah, yeah, very you, close. You know, uh, we'll give you this if you do exactly as we say. There's but it begins, that's why I always try to emphasize, it's the beginning of this. Yeah. Because if you can see the a benefit, which is a small percentage, and you say, well, this is good, but it's such a small thing, it's 100% of the principle. And then that gradually grows and goes into a cancer. Yes. And now we're seeing the results because other other conditions enter into it, like COVID and, uh, and business cycle downturn due to the Federal Reserve, and they get into all, all these stuff. But the seeds have been planted a while ago, and now I think the big job that I see that we have is trying to plant some seeds so that we can go in a different direction and say, look, you're smart enough, you can get along without a bunch of bureaucrats. Do you want the Fauci's of the world yeah. to, to be running us and telling us what to do? And, and they have so much control and uh, people are frightened. They, you know, medical care, you know, it's artificially uh, inflated and people need it. And I don't know how anybody can get by without it, but uh, it's a consequence of, uh, of many factors. Mostly is that people thought they were gonna get a free lunch by doing business with the government. The government is supposed to be there to prohibit the injury to their liberties, not to say that the government is there to take care of us on all the things that we need to make us safe and secure. That doesn't work. Yeah. Well, I wanted to just close on, on, on this particular topic on one thing, which is Jen Psaki. You know, she's the spokesman, White House spokesperson, and she was asked about it yesterday. You know, what about Southwest and uh, them deciding to go with Biden over Abbott? And she said, we know that federal law overrides state law. 
and uh, Young Americans for Liberty put out a tweet and very helpfully reminded us that there's a thing called the Tenth Amendment, <laughs> right? And here's how it reads. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited <coughs> by it to the states, are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. I don't <coughs> remember vaccine mandate being in the Constitution as a federal authority. <laughs> they don't, you don't want to give them anxiety. That, you don't confuse them with the facts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They might lose some sleep over it. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, there's a lot of other people losing their sleep over it. It would be a lot better if they understood exactly what you're talking about because uh, they should feel comfortable and they should be energized to give uh, the 16-year-olds that are waking up before some of the 36-year-olds yeah, so, yes, exactly. and uh, give them the energy and, and, and the uh, uh, sense of pride where they can you know, explain what, why you know, liberty is so superior to the assumption that we have to depend on the government for everything. Yes. Well, we've got a few things that we've kind yeah, of put few, together yeah. in the uh, civil liberties uh, category if you wanted to yeah you know, I think these are, these are some uh, quickies here the first one I wanted to mention was uh, uh, from our Canadian friends uh, large Canadian town bars unvaccinated couples from getting married wow boy that's power isn't it wonder, wonder how they can do it oh okay that's right it's the passport yes if you if you if you don't have the COVID passport uh, then you can't get married and that's important you know uh, we have to have supervisors to make sure that the right people get married and we do away with divorces and all this the government i'm sure is going to help us out on that but this is so bad you know uh and if they really had a tremendous amount of ammunition about how uh, how much danger and how much problems they prevent by all these rules, it'd be different. But generally speaking, uh, it, it doesn't make a lot of difference on the, on the long run on uh, how much uh, health benefits come from the, all this nonsense. Yeah, well, we already know there's the hospital in Ohio that said you can't get an organ transplant if you haven't been vaccinated. So they're literally sentencing people to death because they don't want to take right. the treatment that they either they don't want or maybe they don't even need because we know that uh, natural immunity is superior. We've, we've cited, you know, uh, the Brownstone Institute cited 29 studies showing that. So well, none of that matters. Well, don't you think the, uh, uh, the Christian ministers should be complaining about this because if they can't get married, wouldn't there be more people living in sin? That's right. That's you know, right. Who knows? Well, the government says you don't need to get married just because you don't have a vaccine. Yeah. And they're controversial. Yeah. So, but that wouldn't bother them. No, <laughs> no. Pay your taxes. Yeah, so, the second okay. one we have is something interesting coming out of Oregon, which, you know, is one of the most restrictive totalitarian states in the country. It's like a little Australia over there on the, on the left coast. Although there are a lot of good people in Oregon, don't get me wrong. Um, but it's interesting, there are a couple of senators, Oregon senators, that are now demanding a more thorough investigation uh, over the statistical manipulation they claim uh, around the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. And they're talking about problems with the PCR test. They're probably talking about problems with how they categorize patients, uh, cases and deaths. So it'll be interesting to see if they get any traction with this. You know, and they, they want to know, isn't it, isn't it a bit sad and ironic uh, more sad than ironic, 
is that after this, what, 18 months or so, from the very beginning, there were people talking, even the people who designed this test said, you know, you can make the test show anything you want. So here it is, we're back here at this late stage, and now they're still having to, you know, to file lawsuits, investigation into uh, statistical manipulation. I thought you were only allowed to manipulate uh, election laws, election <laughs> votes, but, but evidently you can manipulate these, uh, these numbers as, uh, of COVID uh, illnesses. So anyway, that's to, to me a sort of a sad story uh, that uh, we haven't made much progress yet on that. But, and one uh, of the, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say manipulating statistics, you know, is notorious for managing, uh, you know, the state, yeah. you know. Uh, you know, it gets to, got to the point where everybody just laughed at the, and that was probably the beginning of the end for the Soviets. Yeah, exactly. And we would just laugh at them. And we're doing, there's doing more of it, but we want to encourage laughter. Yeah. Just show this stuff. Say, can you believe this stuff? That they're still talking about the PCR test? And, rid and yeah, ridicule and, and laughter. they have to file lawsuits on it. And the other thing that these two senators did is they sent this letter. They, they opened it up for signatures, and they got a few thousand signatures in Oregon. Uh, but they made this point, and this is a point that you're not allowed to make, but these two Oregon uh, state senators made. Additionally, we are profoundly concerned that the scientific literature continues to provide empirical evidence that safe and effective treatments and management strategies for COVID infections exist, but are not being made available to Americans most in need. And that's a big issue. Yeah, what if they uh, paid more attention at least let people look at the statistics coming out of India. Yeah, you know, on what they what they have done on the uh, uh, me medications that weren't very expensive and they were made available and and uh, uh, just just so there's a choice, a choice, you know, because there's there are all of the things that came out of India. I think it's fascinating because it looks like it's helped, but that's not the point as much as if it looks like it could help. And somebody reads this, it, 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 uh, you ought to be allowed to try it. Yeah. You know, especially since there's been uh, some failures in our treatment uh, of, uh, of coronavirus here. And even in here in the U.S. with the use of monoclonal antibodies in Florida and Texas and elsewhere, why not allow people to choose that if they want? Yeah. And it, fortunately, there's a little bit of movement on that. A little bit of movement on that. A little bit of movement on that. But uh, uh, they, uh, they still, it still doesn't eliminate, let's it's say that monoclonal uh, uh, antibodies is even superior and can substitute for the vaccine. Uh, it's not going to be allowed because you have to have the vaccine. Political, it's not yeah, it's, medical. It's, it's political and uh, it's, uh, it's, ma it's mainly for the passport. Yeah, for the passport. So, well, our final one has to do with New York City. Uh, the teachers are not being given an easy time over there. Uh, they say they must waive the right to sue if they want to keep their health benefits. Yeah, once again, you know, we'll give you something, but you do as we tell you or we'll take it away from you. And, uh, and, and the people have nothing that they, you know, they might have been used to getting something from the government for 20 years. You I mean, you can take it away from it. Yeah, you can. Uh, and that's the whole thing. That's why, that's why it's better to be dependent on oneself, family, friends and neighbors and locally. And uh, things would be much better. I think the quality goes up and the complications go down and uh, we have a, le a lot less problems. But evidently, it, the temptation is overwhelming and I don't think we're going to eliminate that. I think people are always going to be uh, tempted to get a free ride. Yeah. And, uh, 
and that's why I think that <clears throat> sometimes there are reversals in society when the system fails. See, it's, obviously, you know, in Venezuela, they have an opportunity. That whole thing is shot, yeah, you know. Yeah. Why don't they just start all over and have a new program? But they're not evidently ready for it. So, uh, but then again, then you have to measure how much authority the government has, how, how, how authoritarian they are. If they're vicious and mean and nasty, they'll put you in prison and call you a terrorist. Yeah. The job becomes more difficult. Well, the, the, the shining little bit of good news for us, I think, is that not that we're partisan because we're not, but the Biden's numbers are historically low. I think they said there are only two, or two presidents since 1945 that had this high of a disapproval at this point in the presidency. And it's not because uh, they don't like him, because they've known him for 50 years. It's because he's doing a terrible job uh, in managing this and he's exhibiting totalitarian tendencies. But uh, I'm going to finish by doing something I don't do often enough, which is to thank all of you for watching the show. Uh, we know that you do don't have a lot of time in the day. So spending a little bit of time with us uh, as we try to go through these things together and try to get the real picture of what's going on uh, is to us a, a wonderful thing. And we appreciate it very much. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do. Uh, subscribe to our channels on other platforms such as Rumble and Odyssey as well, because we do post the show there additional to here. We don't know what's going to happen in the future, but if you also like the show and subscribe to this channel and uh, tune in tomorrow, we appreciate it. Very, very good. And I've always been a strong believer, and sometimes I don't understand all the technology, but I'm a strong believer that technology is our friend. <laughs> as long as you have people that are working on that, that are f friends of liberty, and they're not there designed to manipulate it for the benefits of a small group of politicians or a small group of uh, money-grabbing individuals, too. So, no, I think that's, uh, uh, that's great. and. Uh, uh, we, and this is of course why we put up, we like to put a, of course it's me that likes it. <laughs> I like those big pictures where you find them where, how many people, 10,000 people came to a football game? No, Ron, you're wrong, 100,000. <laughs> how can we, how can we not get excited about that? And I'm not even a, I'm not a very good spectator, <laughs> but I'm, I'm a spectator in watching how the system works. And uh, I always thought that the enjoyment of sports by people, it brings people together. When I look at that stadium, I say, oh, I wonder how many Democrats are in there. <laughs> how many Biden supporters are in there? Who cares? They don't even care. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's wonderful. So anyway, I'm very, very pleased that uh, we've been able to participate in delivering a message of liberty and hope because that's what we need. And of course, we have to explain some of the sad stories like we have today, especially our 16-year-old from Wyoming. Uh, but this should motivate us, and uh, it's, just, it's just a shame that, uh, it, that we don't have more support from that. But we do have enough freedom left. Uh, you know, Daniel just announced that there's alternative to platforms. They're, they may be small, but they're available and they may grow, so it depends. And I, I hope the people who advise me, and they keep saying they can't close down the entire internet. So I hope I hope they're absolutely right because there seems to be a lot of a lot of uh, uh, variation in what they can do. So we will we will be watching and doing our best to get our message out because uh, not only are, do we enjoy visiting with you and talking with you about what's going on, it's also something that we all should be involved in for self-interest. We should do it because we want to live in a free society. You don't have to be 
be a sacrificial lamb and say, I'm doing this to sacrifice my life for something else. No, we should do it because it's beneficial to us, to our families, our friends, our neighbors, and peace and prosperity. There's a lot of benefits from following this whole principle of uh, supporting liberty and uh, the Ron Paul Institute for Liberty and uh, Peace is certainly our vehicle for promoting that cause. I wanna thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.